Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so let's pray and we'll get started. Father, I'm so thankful that you've set aside time in the week for us to come together in fellowship, sing songs of praise to you, and continue to worship you through the studying of your word. I ask that you would speak through me and we would walk away today changed because of you. And we ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. And we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 7, verses 3 through 13. So if you could turn there. 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse, starting verse 3. It says, Samuel said to all the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only. And he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the people of Israel put away their Baals and their Ashtaroth and they served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mishpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. Now when the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the people of Israel said to Samuel, do not cease to cry out to the, to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hands of the Philistines. So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord of his, for Israel. And the Lord answered him. And Samuel, as Samuel was offering the burnt, uh, excuse me, as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, that's redundant. The Philistines drew near to attack Israel, but the, but the Lord thundered a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and drew them into confusion, and they were defeated before Israel. And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far as below Bethkar. Verse 12. Then, Israel, then Samuel took a stone and set it, before, set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer. For he said, Till now the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. You can be seated. <coughs> So the question is, what is an Ebenezer? We're going to, spoiler alert, we're going to sing the song, Come Thou Fount, to, to finish off our service today. And in that, it says, here I raise my Ebenezer. And what's an Ebenezer? What did it say? What's that? Help. It's a stone of help. It's a stone of remembrance. Right? He puts it here and he says, Remember what God has done for us. Anybody have stones in their life? Anybody have stones? Man, everybody should have their hand up. 
It's okay to raise your hand. Everybody should have them up. I've got stones. <clears throat> you also have to excuse me if I cough. I have this, I have this weird thing that happens to me. I have this, I have this overactive uh, teardrops. And my emotions kind of get to me. You can thank my mother because she gets that way. But it's okay. I can talk through it. I've got stones. And I asked her for permission. But my 14-year-old daughter, she was born without a soft spot. Had to have an emergency C-section because she's got a hard head. <laughs> and her head wouldn't mold so she could, she could be born. So we had to have an emergency C-section. When she was seven weeks old, she had to have surgery. She's got the baddest scar you've ever seen. It goes from ear to ear. They opened her up and they gave her a soft spot. And we had to go down to CHOP. And the head of pediatric neurosurgery, the, the guy who people fly all around the world for him to operate on, did this simple mundane, easy surgery for him. It's a joke for him. And the nurses at the hospital kept saying, how'd you get him? Who do you know? You know who I know? You know who I know? That's right. I know the God of Israel. Right? What's to say in the Old Testament? It's always, it always gives the God of Israel, Isaac, and Jacob. He's my God too. That's why I got Dr. Leslie Sutton. That's a stone of remembrance. Huge stone. Every time my daughter has her hair up, you can see it peek out behind her ears. And I don't see it every day. And I don't think about it every day. But when I do, I'm reminded how good our God is. So stone of remembrance. In the beginning of, in the beginning of what we read in chapter 3, what did Samuel tell the people to do? To have a stone of remembrance. What does a stone of remembrance do? What do they have to do? They turned away from their God, from their, from their little gods, right? Small g. So they turned away from Baal and Ashtaroth. I didn't know this, but Ashtaroth is Baal's wife. But they turned away. And then later, he builds like an altar, stones of remembrance. Well, let's not get twisted. You turn away from worshiping your gods, your little gods, and you build a stone of remembrance. Don't get twisted. This isn't another Baal. We don't worship this one. This one, Ebenezer, points to the one who's worthy to be worshipped, the one who's faithful, because you read about it, and it's all about God. In, that, in this chapter we read, it's all about God. Turn away from your idols. Turn away from your gods. Worship the one true God. And what did God do? Did the, did, the, did the Israelites defeat the Philistines? No. How loud was that thunder to send you into confusion? I think the last concert I went to was a U2 concert in whatever they call it now. The Spectrum, the, I don't even know what it's called. But I didn't wear earplugs. That was not smart. And for three days, all I heard was, but it was awesome. And it was kind of, and for three days, I was like, what? I can't hear you. You got to talk. What? That's the Philistines. Just 
But louder than that, complete confusion, Israelites win, and they did nothing because God is good. Sometimes your stones are, are a little smaller. Sometimes they're a little bigger. Sometimes you see them right away. Sometimes you don't see them until they're way in your rearview mirror. Because of last week, you go through your suffering, and you're just being, you just feel like you're beaten down, and you're beaten down, and you're beaten down. 2011 was a beat down year for me. Gibson shared a couple weeks ago that in June of 2011, seven years ago, he sent me a text at like 7.30 in the morning and said, hey, if you got a chance, give me a call. Well, like 7.30 in the morning, I was like, I got nothing to do. Hey, Gibson, what's going on? And he said, hey, I want you to start praying about planning and helping be a part of a church plan up here in the Sellers Will Percy side of the And I laughed at Because in January of 2011, my wife and I were having dinner with some really close friends. For years, we used to get together every Thursday night and have dinner together. And we would talk and we would just talk about life, talk about what we were learning and Bible and all this kind of stuff, and, and just kind of off the cuff. Kirsten says, We were we were both we both lived up here, and we were traveling down to Riverside, 20, 25 minutes away. And we were getting tired of that ride, because we had little kids now, and all this kind of stuff. And Kirsten says, just kind of off the cuff, well, I'm going to start praying that Riverside plants a church up here, and that Gibson feels called to come up here. So the, three, the other three were like, well, that's a good idea. We'll do that too. Fast forward six months. That's safe, huh? I'm working, I need to remodel bathrooms, I'm pulling out a tub, boom, feels like someone stabbed me in the shoulder. Blew out my shoulder. Couldn't work. I didn't work until the very until the next February. The whole summer. How am I gonna pay my mortgage? I'm the sole provider of my family. How is this gonna happen? God provides, God provides, God provides. Do you have any times I showed up on a Sunday morning and we didn't have any money to go grocery shopping? Because Kirsten normally goes grocery shopping on a Friday. Didn't have money for it. And I show up on Sunday going, man, I don't know what we're going to do. And Gibson would hand me a gift card. And say, someone in the church wanted to give you $100. A giant gift card. It's a providential hand of God. needs a stone of remembrance. That's an idea. It's just right in my path. That sometimes it's right in your path and you just step around it because it's in your way and you don't think about it. But man, when I look back in 2011, I just see boulders. Just huge boulders. December 31st, 2011. My sister goes into labor with her seventh child. I know, right, seven? <laughs> what was she thinking? It's not as crazy as my brother because he's got eight. She goes into labor with her seventh child. Huge complications. Micah is born, and my sister's uterus ruptures, and she flatlines. And they do emergency surgery to save her life. And for the next 16 days, she has over 24 bags of blood. The human body only carries about five. You can do the math on that one. She has something called uh, DIC which is when your blood is at the same time clotting and hemorrhaging. It has no idea what to do. 
And the nurses have nicknamed it Death is Coming. She's here. <clears throat> She's alive and serving a faithful God. And you can see that little boy perfectly healthy because God's good. Huge boulder. So big I didn't see it because it was on top of me. That's how big it was. We're not done with that here. Because the following year, right? June 22nd, 2012. I got fired from my job. Something that I was really good at. Hi. Hi. <laughs> there was over 100 installers at the job that I worked at. And for the two quarters before I got fired, I was the number one installer. And the general manager fired me. It's even more. I used to wear a bracelet before it broke. That said, I am second. And one day he asked me, what's that stupid bracelet mean? And so I told him what it meant. And he cursed me up and down and walked away from me. That's what Paul talked about last week, the suffering. You know what happened this year, this time last year, for this church? Scott called Gibson and said, hey, uh, what do you think about, what do you think about our two churches coming together a year ago? This month, big stone, stone of remembrance. I was sitting in Gibbs' office the other day, a couple weeks ago, actually. I was saying, like, when I walk into this building, it reminds me of how good God is, how faithful He is. This is surreal standing on this blue carpet and seeing pictures that, that I, I didn't know last year. Seeing Keith. Sue, the Berkeys, the Wind, I go on the wall. It's amazing. This building is a stone of her. This building is an Ebenezer. Absolutely amazing. But why do we have stones of remembrance? Joshua chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. You don't have to turn there, I'll read it real quick. Joshua is talking to the people of Israel and he says, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell him that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. Just a little backstory. They're going across the Jordan into the land that they were promised, that they wandered for 40 years in the desert, and they finally get to go. And Joshua tells them, when the waters recede, we get to cross, I want each tribe to take up a stone from the middle of the river. And he builds an Ebenezer. A reminder to go, look where we've come. We were slaves in Egypt. We wandered in the desert. And now we are in the promised land. A stone of remembrance. This isn't foreign to us. Have you ever been to D.C.? How many memorials are in D.C.? I was just up in New, in New York City and I was at the 9-11 memorial. Why do we build those things? You see bumper stickers all the time about 9-11. Never forget. That's why we build Ebenezer's. 
Not to worship them. No, never. But to see it and go, how good is he? How sovereign is he? How faithful is he? On Tuesday night, Cherie said what was awesome. Why do we have these kind of things? Because we forget all the time. All the time. Go back into the Israel. When they're wandering in the desert, Moses goes up on Mount Sinai. And he's gone for like three hours. And there with the Israelites are like, I don't think he's coming back. He wasn't gone that long. So what they do? Rip out your earrings, ladies. Let's build an idol. Why? Because they forgot. And then they were like, oh, let's go back to Egypt because it was better there. Really? Was it better? I do that all the time. Suffering's hard. And I'm like, ah, it just would be easier if I, did, ah, if I had my own way. No, it's not. So when you look down your path and you see these stones of remembrance, and like I said, sometimes they're, you don't see them until you're, you're months away or years away. And you look back and go, man, he was so faithful. Man, he loves me. Sometimes they're just, you're going through it and you're like, yes, thank you. Thank you. You are good. So in the song when it says, here I raise my Ebenezer. And when we sing that in a couple minutes, I hope, I hope memories flood. Flood your mind right now. When we sing that song, here I raise my Ebenezer. And in my mind, it goes, to, it goes to Caius' surgery and handing her to the nurse at that line that you're not allowed to cross for the, for the operation. Handing my seven-week-old baby, my oldest child, my only child at the time, and going, I think I trust you, God. Here you go. Here she is. And my mind floods to picture that I just saw on Facebook of my sister standing there with one of her children as they graduated whatever grade it wasn't senior year graduation so they don't really count (laughs) but there she is alive and well so I hope when you sing this song with us today that you're flooded with memories of good our God is how awesome he is and how faithful Let's pray. Father, you are. You are so good. Like the song says, when there's nothing good in me. And I'm thankful for Ebenezer's because I am a forgetful person and I need to be reminded all the time on how good you are, how sovereign you are, and how faithful you are. And we ask all these things in your precious name. Amen.